0: What's up, y'all? This is the one and only shot to the Willie Mack. It's your boy Hot Fire.
1: This is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is voice ISWAC dollar Time. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen Alicia T. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Danny Callahan. This is the AirPod God MLW star Richard Holiday.
0: And you're listening to.
1: And you're listening to of
0: broken but glorious glorious but glorious, bro- bro- glorious. Hey, yeah. so hello everyone it's Stephen jackson aka dj 215 here again with another exclusive interview and i'm delighted to be joined by the truth peter alessander of denmark so how are you doing peter
1: hi Stephen, i'm doing great thank you for having me on
0: Oh no, you're welcome. No, it's absolutely, you know, it's an absolute pleasure to have um, the current body slam champion over in uh, over in Denmark with us from uh, body slam wrestling. Um, I can't, you know, it, I, I'm really getting into the um, the Denmark and Scandinavian, you know, territories. So it's a pleasure to have you on. So thank you.
1: Oh no problem, man. Hashtag uh, Scandigrabs for yes. life, baby.
0: Yeah, Scandi. uh, That's one of the questions, actually. We may as well start there with uh, Scandi Graps. It's kind of become a bit of a, um, you know, a a trend on Twitter as uh, Scandi Graps. So um, in terms of like what Scandi Graps involves, because obviously there's European style of wrestling and British wrestling and things. What kind of, um, for those who don't know, what kind of does Scandi Graps wrestling kind of look like or what does it take form and has it got its own particular style?
1: Ooh, one particular... I don't think it's uh, one particular style, but I... From my point of view, Scandic Reps is more story-based, or or try to be more story-based. Yeah. Uh, When it comes to styles, it's like um, we don't have one style, but I think that's, you know, normal. Uh, We have access to wrestling streaming services from all around the world, so... I think many styles are gonna get mixed up and uh like you know, uh mixed martial arts back in the day. You did one martial arts, and UFC came around, and then all of a sudden you mixed all those arts. Yeah. Uh I think the same thing is happening with wrestling, but I think what Scandy Grabs has to offer is this more character story uh based kind of wrestling.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've found that with when I've been watching um you know, and I've watched Body Slam and watched, um, you know, a lot of the Nordic promotions and there is a lot more story-based and a lot more sort of, um, you know, hard-hitting and traditionally European. I mean, if I had to compare it myself, I would say that it's a lot like um, there was CWA back in Germany, back in sort of the late late 80s, early 90s, where, um, like, Finley used to wrestle and things, and it 's very much like that where it 's kind of like hard hitting but they tell a good story in the ring and it 's very sort of slow paced and slow burning but it 's got a real intensity to it um and it's great to watch you know it, it because it blurs that line between what do you see as being real and then what do you see as being you know um wrestling you may say um because i mean you are very you are very physical in the ring um you know and have you ever kind of come across any hesitation from wrestlers wanting to get in there because it is particularly physical you know it's a lot more sort of hard hitting than other you know styles of wrestling has there ever been a bit of a worry from the wrestlers thinking i might not be able to you know take the hard hits and things
1: (laughs) (laughs) well to be honest i don't think we are more hard hitting than 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 you know uh many other wrestling companies i mean i I haven't met any kind of hesitation but what i have met is the feeling that you want to do it again Mm. you want to do it again and you want to come again and you want to do it again so i i think we're doing our job pretty well i mean we we're very safe with each other uh and and for you to say it looks it still looks good that means you know that we're doing our job correctly if you know what i mean Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Because yes, we are physical and and, and yes, sometimes it's hard-hitting, sure. But it's, I never met that hesitation ever, to be honest. No. To refer back to what I said, it's like when you come out or when other guys come out, it's like, we can do this again tomorrow. No problem. Let's do it, right? So um, so that's a compliment. uh, Not only to me, but I think if, if, if uh, our trainer listens to this, you know, he's going to be nodding uh, in acknowledgement, like, yes, yes, we did it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, because for me, it's all about the, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Japanese wrestling and, you know, like all Japan and things like that, where it is very physical, very hard hitting. Mm -hmm. And when you are able to blur that line between, you know, reality and sort of, um, you know, fantasy in terms of traditional wrestling, but then again, sort of storyline esque wrestling. And well, i say storyline, but like more sort of the, um, you know, American style um, soap opera esque wrestling and things. Mm-hmm. It, it's a mm-hmm. really great thing to be able to do, um, and it's interesting because in terms of like the the American style of wrestling, when I listened to one of your recent interviews, your first memory from what you said of um, wrestling, our first introduction was um, SmackDown, just bring it for the PlayStation 2. <laughs> <'Cause>, yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, th- was it a sort of big shock to see, well, the question I have is, when you played it in game form on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. when you actually saw it on TV, was it a shock to see it in sort of physical form from playing it on the the playstation 2 like did it feel or did it look like it was played when you played it or did it sort of look even more exciting
1: oh well I, I, it was more exciting you know to to uh, to watch uh you know real humans doing it uh yeah other than you know playing it on playstation 2 um so was it a shock i i remember it was but it was more like do people really do this and I was also, you know, in between the illusion of, is this real or is it, you know, um, choreography or yeah. choreographed, you know? Yeah. Um, I really wanted to believe that wrestling was real, I guess, to be honest. It's like, okay, these people are really doing it because it looks like they're doing it. But I have never in my life seen anyone... In any kind of fight, do let's say a Hurricane Runner, but I really liked the the illusion of it being real. Yeah. But at the same time, it was it it was like, how can they do this? You know, two, three, four times a week when they're taking such a beating. Yeah. So when I came to peace with that, okay, wrestling is not as real as I want it to be, but it doesn't matter because it just made it more exciting. Yeah, in in that aspect, like I always uh, always not we talk different wrestling styles, but I always loved you know the American style, uh, the 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 showman, in wrestling. Yeah, because I have a little showman in me as well. So that actually captivated me more, knowing that these were actually actors, but also their own stuntmen. Yeah, so I could actually. I found a place where I could act but at the same time I could be physical. Yeah. Because before wrestling or pro wrestling I started doing pro wrestling. I, I did MMA. So that was only the physical aspect. Yeah. Pro wrestling I could act meanwhile. <laughs> so it was like the two you know two good world worlds uh, merging and then created the perfect world. For me. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I remember I mean I can sort of um you know relate to that as a fan, not not in terms of kind of practicing a martial art or anything like that, but you know, where it does blur that line between, as I just mentioned, reality and, you know, fiction. But also, you know, you just can't believe that these people are able to do this day in and day out with what they, you know, they're doing. And it's just such an adrenaline rush. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the um at that time as well, I mean, did did you kind of with just bring it? It was just around the time of the it had been the invasion, I believe, or the invasion was mm-hmm. happening. It had yeah. been WrestleMania seventeen, and it had been the Attitude Era, so that had kind of gone by. Like, did you um? did you then find WWE quite soon on TV after playing the game or had it, was there a bit of a transition between the the game and watching it on TV? So like, had things changed a little bit like the rosters and things from when you did watch them and play them?
1: Uh, it had changed from when I played to when I finally figured out that, that pro wrestling was a thing. Mm. It was um, during, uh, I played, Shut your mouth. Yes. And yeah. And then shut your mouth when you participate in a pay-per-view in career mode, you could unlock these video packages. And that that was when I figured out that this shit is real. Yeah. And I can't remember how long after, probably not that long after. I looked up www.com because I don't know if you can remember or if you even played the game, but if you did, maybe you could remember that Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler had some sound bites yes uh, yeah exactly and then it struck me that jr something sometimes said you know like um visit wwe.com and this was uh, i'm from small town denmark so we had a dial-up connection at the time <laughs> but i looked up wwe.com and that was like this new world opening up for me and everything was changed i, I mean it wasn't shut your mouth it was totally different. It was, John Cena was already there and John Cena was the doctor of Thugonomics. He wasn't even in Shut Your Mouth. So it is, with Shut Your Mouth was pretty far behind from when I uh, came into the real world's wrestling, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that um, that does make sense. And I mean, um, sort of like late, two, well, early 2003 time. Um, yeah. Was, yeah. Um great time, you know, Brock Lesnar ruling the world, Kurt Angle on fire. SmackDown was the SmackDown used to be shown on Sky One here in the UK on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And before the network, um, I used to record them avidly on VHS tapes and had all of the oh. matches. Um from yeah. them each saturday morning and there was bottom line if any of you remember that listening to this so what was on afterwards oh yeah
1: I, I actually i never listened to it but i remember the name yes today.
0: yeah yeah highlights from from raw also
1: uh, what was it called oh no nah, never mind i can't remember <laughs> i think it was todd grisham who had the show
0: oh um afterburn there was afterburn as well it was afterburn yeah yeah yeah, great names for shows as well. Great yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they should name pay per views those names because there was a tweet bite I saw this. recently. Uh, bite this. Yeah, bite yeah. this was great as well. Yeah, that was the YouTube. That was the um internet show, wasn't it? Like the call-in show. Um, it was. It was. That was yeah. awesome. Um, and that was you know kind of. I didn't get the internet until around that time, around two thousand two, two thousand three, and and you know being able to research more wrestling and research more about WWE because my introduction had predominantly been through video games, posters, VHS tapes and things, and the TV Mm -hmm. when we finally got satellite TV. Um, And it's interesting because with the internet and with the satellite TV, one of the other things I became introduced to, like you did, was TNA, or at the time NWA TNA, which Mm -hmm. was such an alternative to wwe in so many ways from the time you started watching tna was there a particular match which really drew
1: you in or a favorite when i got into um or well, the reason i got into tna i figured out it even existed uh was actually because that at some point i started wondering where do all the people go i mean uh, i watched wwe right and then i watched some documentaries on the monday night wars and you know the rise and fall of ECW oh yeah and I remember and I remember from shut your mouth you know there were guys like Rhino and Raven people like that and all of a sudden they just weren't there (laughs) I was like where the hell do they go and thank god for the internet because that's how I found TNA yeah and if I remember a particular match (laughs) well there's quite a few um but on top of my head, I of course, I, I actually believe it was Raven that kind of like his name that got me connected to TNA. So I think that must be him winning the NWA title. Yes in The King of the Mountain. That's that's the first one I really remember. And then the X Division opened up for me or opened my eyes. And then what I particularly remember is the treble thread between AJ. Samojo Joe and Christopher Daniels. Oh, wow. That blew my mind.
0: Unbelievable match. Even today, like, that match is, you know, over, it's over 15 years old, and, you know, it's probably, I've, there are very few, I think the interesting thing about wrestling for me is there are very few matches which I will go back and I will watch because of replayability and that the predictability of things kind of takes away replay value, but there's something about that match in particular, whether it's the speed at which they work, whether it's the thrill of the crowd, whether it's at Mike Taney and Don mm-hmm. Last on commentary, all the parts just played perfectly into one another. And it's just, it's sensational. Like, you can't believe that these guys went out there and did that, like what they did. It yeah. Unbelievable. You know,
1: unbelievable. It, it,
0: you can't not become a wrestler after watching a match like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was what did it for me, brother.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> you know, is there a particular thing? <laughs> fa- do you have a favorite spot in that match as well? Everyone's kind of got a favorite moment or a favorite spot. Do you have one which always sticks with you? Yeah.
1: I do. Um, but remember, this is from a, uh, a young Peter's point of view. Yeah. Because I always fancy, you know, Billy Kidman shooting star press. I thought that move to be unbelievably athletic. It should be impossible to do that in my eyes at the time. So you can almost guess what my favorite spot is. Yes. Because when I saw AJ, you know, uh. jumping on that rope and shooting star press from inside the ring to the outside, I was like, my mind was blown. Uh. Like, he's effing insane, this guy. <laughs> you know? But that, that's what comes to my mind first when I think of that match. But also Samoa Joe clearing, you know, the top rogue in a corkscrew. I was also like, holy shit. Oh, that
0: that was crazy. Like Yeah. You know, and, and then the, the the spot for me which always stands out, which many people have tried to recreate but have never done it as perfectly was the um the monkey flip into the um into the hurricane. Oh
1: runner. yes, yes, um, that was also
0: Picture perfect, yeah. It was like because you didn't see it happening, but the way they did it was just it was beautiful. And 25 minutes of wrestling, which Mm -hmm. you know was just completely alternative to WWE. Like you said, if you were wondering where, because what I loved about it, probably like you as well, but like you said, where do all the people from WWE go? You had the people who'd gone from WWE, you had Rhino, you had Raven, you had sean waltman you had mm-hmm. you know um jeff jarrett who was you know the greatest heel at that point in the in, yeah. the in the world i believe um but then you had all these new guys like aj samoa joe christopher daniels um the america's most wanted you know oh, who were yeah. coming up and you know it was such a great alternative and I mean, over here in the U.K., Impact has always had quite a strong relationship with the U.K., and has been shown a lot more um, prominently to a wider fan audience. Was that the same over in Denmark, actually? Did you get more exposure to TNA directly than WWE um, with what you saw?
1: No, we actually got exposed more to WWE, uh, but wrestling is something that has rarely been shown in Denmark. I remember they tried on a channel um, when I was younger. They tried it for a while, but, but the the shows were like five weeks behind, or something like that. Yeah. Something ridiculously behind. Um, and when they introduced the show in Danish, you know, it like they couldn't even, you know, get their names right. Oh, so it's gosh. like they wouldn't. They wasn't even trying, you know. It's, they always introduced it like. And now we're going to watch you WWE athletes like Rhino and Randy Nort,
0: Oh no! already
1: there. It was like, Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but. Um, it, it, it weren't on for a long time. I mean, it was a very short time. It was on, So mostly it was the internet. We did it here for me, at least it was. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what, what I was exposed to more. Well, through video games, WWE, sure, but yeah, but on the internet, I, I was free to pick whatever I wanted to watch.
0: Yeah, um, same for a lot of fans, including myself. You know, the internet just opened up a whole, as it, you know, the World Wide Web. The world of wrestling just came, you know, at my fingertips, and you know, it just all was there to be able to be watched. And you know, it was thankfully through the internet that I was able to find. know, body slam which you are the um you know reigning uh body slam champion at the moment um and what um in so you you actually debuted for body slam from the research i've done back in 2016 and it's fair to say that you've had a meteoric rise through the ranks and have held the body slam title twice and you know, what did it feel like kind of that moment of being the guy and holding the body slam title? Did it, did it feel like a big deal? Like, was it a big moment to carry the shoulders of body slam? Uh, sorry, to carry body slam on your shoulders and be the face of the company.
1: Well, uh, as I also said, you know, in, in previous podcast has been on, I'm a very humble guy. Uh, it's in my nature. Mm. <laughs> so I was, the word i used most is i'm i'm very i was very honored you know that they even considered putting the title on me um, so yeah it, in some way it was a big deal it, it was and i and i was very happy but also i felt like now i can't let them down you know like yeah. they gave me the ball now they expect me to run with it so i i better do my job you know close to perfect perfect as i can um not that i before being a champion just thought you know oh it's gonna be a walk in the park i just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that but now i really (laughs) felt like you know yeah Uh, i think that's the best way to explain it like i really had to put in some 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 hard work that's what i'm trying to do yeah always yeah so in 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 that way yeah it it was a big deal it was, and I. I was and still am very honored that they put the title on me twice. Yes. It yeah. means a lot.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean the opportunities what it has given you is that you were able to um or you have have wrestled um over brief, briefly over in Germany for um probably the largest German independent promotion, which is WXW and You know, was that a a thrill given the reputation WXW has had over in Europe and the the sort of status it's built over the past, well, decade really more than anything else, you know, because of the 16-carat tournament and, and, you know, the amount of international talent who've come through. Was that an exciting thrill to go and wrestle over in Germany?
1: Yes, it was very exciting, you know, and again, I was uh, very honoured to, you know, be part of uh, the showcase uh, of uh, body and Pro Wrestling and Scandi reps in general over there. But I was also over there with two incredible, incredible good workers in uh, Michael Finn and uh, Emeritus. Yes. Um, those guys are incredible to work with. So I, I don't think I could go over there with you know a better pair of guys. Um, so again, I was very nervous because Okay, now now I'm, now I'm here. And they chose me to go with them. So don't let them down. Hmm. Don't let them down. Uh, I don't know if that's being too hard on myself. I don't think it is. But, you know, I, ju- I just like to um, put in some good work. Yes. Be a good worker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can, you know, I can see, I've seen that through the matches you've produced and, you know, the matches you've had from what I've seen have been sensational, you know, and it's interesting you mentioned Michael Finn because it would be fair to say that he's probably, you're probably interlinked in terms of the rivalry and the matches you've had in body slam and, you know, the rise you've had, you know, against one another. And like, what's it actually like being in there with with Michael and have you any sort of, funny moments or you know amusing moments when you're in the ring together which always stick out to you from the matches you've had or backstage um which you know stick out to you
1: well um I like to think uh that me and Michael we have a very good chemistry. Uh, first time I was with him in a big match situation that was the letter match in Holborne uh, the first time I won the title. Yes. I don't know i don't know what it was but when i re that match i really love the beginning of the match because it's like watching a game of cat and mouse and the match isn't really even begun <laughs> all we see you know is just you know michael entering the ring um peter Sander doesn't really know if you want to be in the ring with him or go outside the ring. Should we attack him from behind? Should we step back a little? And Michael Finn, you know, look over his shoulder a couple of times. I really like that chemistry that's there. Yeah. That just happened naturally. Michael is a very charismatic guy, so... And easy to play ball with. Like, you're not... You are never in doubt whether he threw a ball at you, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he, He can pass a ball and... You can see it come, and you just catch it, and then you play along with it, and vice versa. Um, And a funny story uh, would probably be, I remember uh, the first body slam show I watched here in Denmark, and Michael main evented against Tank. And I was really invested in this show, uh, considering it was a Danish wrestling show, so I didn't really have any big expectations, (laughs) because I wouldn't want to be disappointed, if you know I mean. I don't know, um but Buddy Slam pure their heart and soul in this show in you know, Oliver. And I really felt it and I couldn't even imagine how much I invested in that show. But Michael was a heel at the time. And I invested so much in this show that I really hated that guy. <laughs> he was provocative as you know. Yeah. So provocative. God man, I wanted just to, you know, get my fingers on that dude. Then I meet the guy, have some match with the guy, and he's like he's the nicest guy in the entire world, really. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine, man. It was like, but but of course, of course he is. He's of course he's not like that when he's backstage. I could tell myself, but I was still imagine how soft-spoken he was, and, <laughs> and and you know how great a teacher he also is. And he listen, you. Oh, sorry, when he speaks, you know, you, you better listen because he actually has some pretty good. Things to say, and you can learn a lot from him. So it's like, that's probably the most mind blowing experience I have, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, With
0: yeah. Him. yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love the match you've had, and the ladder match was, you know, sensational. Like you said, it was a great, you know, cat and mouse game. And I like the fact that, as you were mentioning earlier on, the storytelling element matches like, like ladder matches in sort of WWE and a lot of other sort of American promotions, you may say, kind of are more with the spectacle and the bells and whistles and the high spots, whereas it's very kind of much like the, you know, it's a lot more slow paced, but it feels a lot more realistic in the sense of, you know, it it doesn't feel kind of out of this world, Crazy and it's not as and and although it is dangerous, it's not as kind of like you watch these money in the bank ladder matches and you watch some of these stuff, what these guys do, and you think, you know, this is you know, scary stuff, like you know, trying to up everyone is a hard thing to be able to do, you know, and it the bar keeps getting put higher and higher, and Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was great to be able to watch something which was a lot more it harks back to a different time, but it was refreshing because it did that, if that makes sense. And it was really great to be able to see you both going at it and, you know, the, the status at which you both you could, you could tell there was a real kind of, um, want to hold the title and to, you know, win the match, which is what the storyline element, which I love, you know, in terms of, like you said, the Scandigrap Mm -hmm. style. Um, and it's also interesting as well because you just mentioned Tank, you know who you've said before is one of your main influencers. And you actually faced him at one point with the body slams mm-hmm. on the line. And what was it like getting into the ring with Tank? And, you know, was it a scary experience given kind of how physical Tank can be? And, you know, was it exciting? What was that like?
1: I really enjoy wrist and take. Um, because we have the same idea when it comes to, like, you know, how physical can one be. Uh, And he also, oh, he still does uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. so He also has, you know, a background of some sort. Um, But with that, but with Tank, you know, it's like I always enjoyed the physicality between me and Tank. Uh, Like, um, at one point, you know, I'm going to slap him. I remember that. And and Tank was just like, you know, you're gonna slap me, you know, just if and slap me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> don't 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 slap a thigh or or just hit with your fingers. And then we just imagine, no, you you slap me and people are gonna hear it. And he's gonna give me one back. And I'm like, well, you just slap me right back. And when he does his cannonball, it's like, Jesus, he put his waist into yeah. that goddamn <laughs> cannonball. <laughs> nah, it's, for his size, he actually does it very, very safe. Uh, To be honest, there was one time where I was just, I think it was a um, hardcore tornado attack and Tank were supposed to uh, cannonball first, Emeritus and me afterwards. We were in opposite corners, right? Yeah. And I remember just being captivated by the moment. So I forgot that I was supposed to be cannonballed by Tank up until the point, I see his big ass, you know, on his way into my face, <laughs> more or less. So, I got pumped for air, but that's, you know, a mistake on, on my behalf, but, but really, I, I enjoy wrestling Tank, and I you know really hope that we're going to see a lot more, to, uh, you know, to each other in the ring. Um, also, because Tank has a uh, great psychology, he really understand how to build up a match, you know, to make it look, as you say, uh, realistic, but you still know you're watching wrestling, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's also a very good storyteller. Yeah, really. He he. And you really, are working with him.
0: Yeah, he he really is. Um, and I actually didn't know about his um background in mixed martial arts because. You know, what's interesting is we've seen a lot of mixed martial artists transition into professional wrestling. You know, we've seen guys like originally it was Ken Shamrock, but then we've seen, you know, like Tom Lawler and, um, you know, Matt Riddle and in general, you know, like in the United States and things. But um, Mm -hmm. it's exciting because, you know, do you think that it gives you a more because they always say that amateur wrestlers always make better professional wrestlers you know, in the past. And do you think that mixed martial art, kind of in the modern day, do you think that having a background in mixed martial arts transitions you well into the world of pro wrestling and gives you more opportunities to be able to show more character work and more of your um, personality, you know, in that sense, and be able to sort of spread your wings a little bit? Well,
1: um, for me, it, uh, you know, it helped in the athletic department like i i, I couldn't i could roll pretty easy and taking bombs was also pretty easy for me um because i have that background i can move my feet you know what i mean right yeah but um where it didn't do me any good to be honest was actually when we were wrestling because i was way too stiff
0: mm-hmm. when
1: i uh moved you know when we locked up for yeah. instance i was way too stiff when 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 I had someone in a headlock, I was way too stiff. He didn't have a chance to move whatsoever. And that kind of like destroys you know, the, the flow we are trying to, to, to create. If I hold too tight and he can't move, then, then we have a problem, you yeah. know? Um, so in that department, it didn't do me any good. I had to be reschooled so to say. Like, You can loosen up a little bit, Peter. You don't need to really try and tear his head off. Just take it easy you also have to go to work tomorrow you know so ease, yeah he's a guy yeah uh but but yeah, live the system you know that was my ace i could do that pretty easy but the working part i had to work on um maybe back in the day where pro wrestling really you know resembled wrestling where where like really back in the day uh where the the holds were tight and you could work a wrist like yeah. five minutes, right, until the guy started massaging his fingers because oh no, I don't have any blood in my hand anymore. Maybe it was a um a good thing to have an amateur wrestling background. Not saying it still is today, but from personal experience, having a martial arts background, especially with grappling, I had trouble with them being way too stiff yeah for anyone's good
0: yeah um you know yeah it's it's being able to kind of balance out the um like you said be being stiff but then you know not being too um you know sort of uh, unsafe you may say or, or like you said being mm-hmm. loose toning it down slightly because you've got to look after the person you're with in the ring you know and like you said earlier on work every night and be able to you know, wrestle essentially because you know you've got to be able and have the respect of the opponents. You know, you can't just take advantage in the ring because there's that unwritten code and that you know respect between sure. and the like. Um, and yep. you know, it's interesting as well because you know, in it was about a year ago because when I was doing research and looking watching matches and things, um, you actually wrestled um, a few people. Um, from in, international wrestlers. So you had the opportunity to wrestle guys like TK Cooper and Chris Brooks and also the great Chuck Mambo, um, who was a great character. Um, oh, yeah. With um, Emer- sorry, Emeritus. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Emeritus, yeah. Um yeah, And, you know, obviously the British scene at that point was – well, it still is, but, you know, it, it was huge given the, you know, like – the British revolution and stuff like that. And was it exciting, you know, because of the British style, like you were saying, it being physical and a bit more sort of um, catch as can, you may say, getting in there with the UK guys and have, is one of your ambassadors, sorry, is one of your ambitions to visit the UK um, and wrestle for the UK promotion someday?
1: Yeah, I I hope so. Um, I really like, uh, wrestling with the UK guys because they have the intensity that I, that I you know, seek or what you call it, have no problem with. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, you can feel it, but it's like in a good way. You are not in doubt of what you're supposed to be selling. So it ain't too soft, but it ain't so stiff that you need an ice bag afterwards. Yes. <laughs> so it's just that uh, fine little line. They're balancing on. And I, I like that, especially wrestling, uh, you know, uh, escaping the mid-card, TK Cooper and, and Chuck Mambo. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, um, I, I, it was also the match of the year, actually. Yes. <clears throat> but that was an awesome experience wrestling them. Uh, and the crowd went nuts, <laughs> especially for, uh, well, it was TK's first time, but Mambo is kind of like a regular. Yeah. So the, the crowd loves Chuck said. They, they're just his kind of guy, or their kind <laughs> of guy. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't love it? No. Um, yeah. He's. Um... Uh, but that's. But that's also, do you know, the funny thing about wrestlers from the UK coming over here, to Denmark, and, and Sweden for that matter, <clears throat> because the crowd here expects, you know, something different. Okay, they like a good spot fest every now and then. If, if the entire card is filled up with storytelling, 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 that's going to get boring in the end. So sometimes yeah. it's nice, you know, getting. We had a match between the speedball Mike Bailey and Lucky Kid, uh, at the time Lucky Kid, which was insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was kind of like, you know, this breath of fresh air in the match card. Because now we had, you know, a lot of Danish wrestling, a lot of storytelling. And then in comes these guy, and they're kind of like, you know, just tearing the entire place apart. I mean, there was salt on balconies, seven outside dives. So in that way, it was a fresh breath of air. But what Mambo loves, or at least so I heard, maybe he can correct me if I'm entirely wrong, but wrestling for the Danish crowd is awesome because they don't, they appreciate the small things like grabbing a guy in the neck or in the back of his head, right? And then just point at the corners. And then the crowd will yell, like, yes, that corner. No, what about that corner? Yes, that corner. No, what about that You know, <laughs> they were taking time and, and just feeding on that spot, just pointing at corners, making the crowd yell every time he point at a corner. Bump his head in the corner, boom, then point in the corner. And they will just go like, fuck, yes, uh-huh. do it again. So that's, that's the Danish crowd. And also, from my experience, the Swedish crowd. I mean, they um, they pop at nothing i mean they're not they're just appreciative yeah really that's what i'm trying to say yes so that's also been fun for the uk guys i've heard uh, coming here and like oh shit we can do that here that's awesome like they almost you know pop on a body slam or they do pop on a body slam. <laughs> just hearing the bump they're like yes this is wrestling <laughs> it's um
0: yeah, you know it, it's it's awesome because that that actually feeds well into another question I had, um, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the um, indie promotions have always been, you know, um, known for having very loyal and and especially like international indie promotions, loyal and passionate fans. You know, ECW is probably the most famous. You know, but um, Progress, as we mentioned, and you know, um other international promotions have these fans which are there every week they sit in the same spot mm-hmm. they have the same clothes you know they have a little gimmick themselves so they get known by the wrestlers and you know the the fans and you know they they have a community of their own and like with body slam um the other fans just as a, for those who haven't seen just as as you've mentioned an, an integral part of the show as much as the wrestlers and as a wrestler yourself have you any sort of Fond or funny memories or experiences with particular fans at events you've wrestled at or you know, um, you've been at? Like, has there been any funny things that have sort of um, stuck with you?
1: Well, it was uh, last time we were in uh, Copenhagen. And uh, by the way, if you have to experience a body show in the future at some time, I will definitely, you know, say come to Copenhagen when we're there. Uh, the crowd there is nuts, oh, really, yeah. in a good way. In a, <laughs> in a really good way. But all, there's this group of people that are actually behind Peter Olsen. For what reason, I do not know. But <laughs> they are. Um, but they're, I mean, they even made book covers similar to mine that they bring uh, to the shows. You know, I have this book of truth, and they, they recreated the cover, <laughs> they sit with those. And last time we were in in Copenhagen was uh, the big turn where Emeritus, you know, had enough. Finally beats my ass or a little, not, uh, not fulfilling, but he does, he turns, boom, I go down. And this group of people actually had signs made ready with a picture of Emeritus on where in big letters it said Judas, you know, across the the picture. (laughs) I really, they're smart. And yeah. I, think, I think that was funny. That was a nice little detail. I believe there's pictures of it and also where they sit with the, the pictures of the Riddles where it says, a Judas, you're a Judas. <laughs> but they're there every time. And, and really, I, they're the only ones cheering for me, but it's nice. I love them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's such a, the wrestlers I've spoken to in the past have always said that, you know, the the fans are what make the show and you know having so many like you said they are smart but i think they become such a part of the show in the sense like you said then where they'll do something which sticks with you and then it can become part of the you know gimmick going forward or it can become part of the you know the storyline or for example you know like the um Mm the 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 events going on in the you know the rivalry I think it really adds to it and it and it must be you must be incredibly flattered as well to be able to you know have people who you know reach out to you in that sense and you know are are behind you you know it must be a great kind of um, I want to say the word comfort in a way in the sense that you know it must be hard like as as a wrestler kind of finding your way. And then when you have found your way, you know, having those fans there who are with you the whole from start to now and how they, you know, have seen your journey and are with you, it must be a great comfort to have that with you, you know, that some people are there with you all the way.
1: Oh, it is. Oh, it's it, it surely yes. Uh, even though that, that I see myself as being this old school heel, I, I really enjoy when people boo me. Yeah. so the more the boo me the more i enjoy it but, you know, but this little group of people man I, I wouldn't know what i would do without them in Copenhagen. to be honest they would just miss if they weren't there they're, they're really they're really great <laughs> um, but other than that i'm, I'm mostly just you know, an old school heel um, and the more they boo you know the, the more I, I i like to think that i've done my job good like really good or at yeah. least good enough
0: yeah definitely um you know, I mean, is it? Um, I mean, that's the whole thing as well. I mean, when people respond to you in that way, and they do, you know, you are a heel and you're able to push that boundary and get people really amped up. You know, that's a that's a great thing to be able to to be able to do. And 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 is it in terms of the fan thing as well? I mean, obviously, I'm here from the UK, and Scandi Graps is growing. You know, I would say internationally in a sense because I have seen the trend. You know traveling over to the United States and things. Does it amaze you that, you know, there are fans outside of Denmark and Europe who, you know, have connected with you through social media? Or like we are now talking on a podcast? Like, is it is it quite an amazing thing to think that, you know, say like a few years ago you may have like body slam might not have been known internationally. Is it a great thrill that? Yes.
1: Yeah, to, to put it bluntly, yes. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a great feeling, um, all, not only to be recognized, but also hearing, you know, the great response on Body Slam, you know, as, as a product, because we present, you know, something different, or at least we try to do And, and what we can present is being appreciated. Uh, sometimes even it even feels like it's something that's been missed, you know, in wrestling. Um Hopefully it is, but but all in all, yeah, yeah, it, that's a great feeling that, that is being appreciated what we do. Uh, yeah, not only in Den- not only in Denmark but, but Scandinavian as a whole, but as a Dane coming from this little country, it means a lot to me mm-hmm. that we're getting recognition, you know, outside of our our own borders. It,
0: um, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just incredibly, you know. Amazed that for me, because of being a lifelong fan of wrestling, but you know, being a um, passionate about the independence, you know, I am always mm-hmm. looking for the, you know, the underground kind of off the beaten track promotions, whether they're being, you know, the known countries of America or, you know, up until a few years ago, I didn't even know that Denmark had, you know, independent promotions. And it's the work of Body Slam, which, you know, and yourself, which has helped me to, you know, become introduced to all of that um, new style of wrestling and all these new wrestlers, including yourself, you know. Um, And I'm just so thrilled that, you know, there is more wrestling in Europe, which, you know, I mean, I think for a lot of, fans European wrestling kind of revolves around the British scene which it does to an extent but there's so much more out there and you know the the body slam promotion which you're part of you know is proof of that because you've been doing incredible stuff you know there's no denying that and before I mean obviously we're in kind of a funny period at the moment but with the way things are now are you hoping that you know there will be increased international sorry increased international international expansion and sort of outreach of body slam to people around the world and you know maybe touring you know the rest of europe as well as scandinavia i mean is that the ambition to be able to go further with the promotion
1: i don't know if that's the ambition to be honest I'm probably the wrong guy speaking to about that, but, <laughs> but I, I can, I can, I can talk from my own point of view. And for me, that would be, that would be awesome. Because as, as I've told other people, it's like, I would, have, I would like it for Body Slam Pro, or just Scandy Grabs in, it in its hole, to be another alternative. Like you said, now the UK scene is dominating a lot. Uh, a lot of eyes, you know, are looking at British wrestling. Uh, if we could just be the alternative to that, that would actually make me happy. Yeah. We could just, you know, get that. Anything bigger than being an alternative to British Bristol for me would be just a bonus. But, but the goal would be the alternative or just an alternative. Yeah. If you understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. That's, that's what I'm dreaming of. That we can be that alternative. But as I said, anything bigger than that, I will be just fine yeah just fine that will be a bonus <laughs> let's just get it all but if we can get to that point of being an alternative i would be happy i would yeah. be really happy
0: yeah definitely um and i i love what you've been doing and i love your work and i love the work of body slam i think you know you're a phenomenal wrestler and you're a phenomenal promotion doing great things and as you said you know one of my ambitions as we said just off of off air is to come and visit denmark and I will come to Copenhagen and see you in action, you know, over in Body Slam. I've got to go and do it now, you know, um, mm-hmm. when the restrictions are lifted. Um, and just kind of the final question, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a bit of a two-part question, but um, in terms of like twenty-one, two 2021 heading into 2022, have you any strong ambitions sort of in terms of, you know, your wrestling career? And with that, are there any dream countries or any dream promotions or matches you would like to have which, you know, you like a wrestler you've seen, you think, oh wow, I'd love to go and wrestle them or a promotion you've seen, you think, oh wow, I'd love to go and wrestle there. Is there any ambition to do that in the next couple of years for you to be able to go and do that?
1: Well, um, now that my son is getting older, uh, I would like to go abroad to wrestle um, at least my ambition to go abroad and wrestle is bigger now than it was for when he was a baby right because yeah. then I have my little family here and, and such but he, but he's getting older now so we also me my girlfriend I, I, I talked about uh, maybe taking a weekend if, if you know I got booked somewhere then take a weekend to that country or maybe even a week whatever So we could do some kind of family trips. So I would really like to go to, yeah, shit, I don't know. The UK would be, you know, a good place, I guess. Hmm. I just, and and that's, we can also talk about any dream opponent. Because to be honest, I just pride myself on being a good worker. Yeah. So where there's work, I will be, if you know what I mean. Yes. So whoever needs me, I will, I will come if possible and, and I will do a good job, at least the best I can and dream opponents. I don't, I don't really have dream of opponents and such put me in the ring with someone and we'll find out if we click and work together and we, if we can good, if we can't, well, let's then we just don't want to do it again. You know, I, I <laughs> just, uh, I just want to rest.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yes. So, yeah, I I just pride myself on being a good worker, really. Yeah. Uh, So, it's, yeah, I don't know if this answer was pretty down or boring, but, but I, yeah, I just pride myself, you know, on being a good worker. That's all. So,
0: yeah. No, not all. I mean, you know, that's the ambition of that. I think anyone, as long as, well, anyone can wrestle anybody and they can create magic. And you know, I think the like you said, the passion of being a good worker and being able to and if and if a company would like to have you on their show, you know, I, I know that uh Peter Alessandro will have the match of the night, if not the match of the year, on the show due to the work you've done over in, you know, Body Slam. Well, thank you. No, oh, you're oh, welcome.
1: No. Now, now I really need to, you
0: know, put yeah. in big boy, big no. boy pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. No, I, I, you know, I, I said when we were off air, you know, I'm a massive fan of your work and the work you've put in over in Body Slam and the matches you've had with so many different opponents. You know, the the variety of styles you're able to wrestle and the variety of, um, you know, matches you've had in terms of different opponents. I think it it says a lot about what may, as you just mentioned, what makes a good worker. And, you know, I know that anyone, any promotion who, you know, is looking, um, would, was looking for a wrestler from of Scandi Graps, you know, they couldn't go wrong with mm-hmm. signing you to a show against any opponent, you know, because I know that it would be, you know, the match of the night if, by far, you know, so I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> and I'm looking for it. Me neither, man. No.
1: Um fingers crossed yes fingers crossed maybe if we're lucky you don't even need to come to copenhagen to meet me maybe i uh, come to the uk we don't we don't know yes you don't know maybe but of course if you if you want to experience a body slam show then don't wait for me to come to the uk just <laughs> come over here whenever right or absolutely. when the pandemic's over sorry
0: <laughs> absolutely you know i can't wait to do that and you know i hope that you know that things do improve for everybody over in, as, as here in the UK, but over in Denmark, as we mentioned off air, you know, because we want to be able to come and visit over in, um, you know, Denmark and Copenhagen, Body slam, and we want to be able to share, you know, our fandom with all you guys as well. And, you know, it's a, uh, it'll all get better sooner, you know, sooner rather than later. And, you know, I just hope that you're able to keep safe and just, get back in the ring soon and get back to what you love, you know, um, because that's the main thing. And as I've said earlier on, you know, just, and I say this to all my, especially at the moment with everything that's going on, but just thank you for, you know, um, sacrificing your bodies, especially at this time of COVID, which the risks are even more heightened due to the, pandemic you know to be able to entertain us so just thank you for being able to do that as well and keep us entertained peter you know it means a lot so thank you
1: no problem i love entertaining people so
0: yeah <laughs> and it's been a th- you know it's been absolute pleasure being able to speak to you this evening you know i definitely would like to do it again at some point and talk more about you know your career or your interests or anything you know if we yeah. can find the time um it'd be it'd be brilliant so just thank you and will be my pleasure man thank you and um just to finish off if you have any social media you'd like to plug or where people can find you to be able to follow what you've been doing just fire away it's all yours
1: oh thank you you can find peter olisander on facebook instagram and twitter and uh it's just look for peter olisander really that's uh, that's my name on all three uh social network apps um, I'm mostly active on Twitter and Instagram though um, but during the pandemic I'm not super active so we're all waiting to get uh, past this pandemic but until then at least uh, Twitter and Instagram, that should be a sure winner absolutely And, and Peter Ollisander <laughs> the truth <laughs> yes <laughs> oh,
0: thank you Peter, it's been an absolute pleasure you know, and um... likewise Hi, oh, you're welcome. And just to uh, finish off, you can find uh, BBG Wrestling at Twitter, at BBG Wrestling, and you can find our website at com. So that does it for me, Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. SteveJ215, with this wonderful interview with The Truth, Peter Alessandra, and um, I'll catch you all again soon, everybody. So see you later. And you too, Pete. See you later. See you later. See ya.